Well, hello everyone and welcome to the 13th installation, lucky number 13, of the Goat Cloud Internet Marketing Hangout and Tutorial. Um, happy summer to everyone. Today is May 30, 2014, and uh, we couldn't be any happier to look right out that window right now and see all the sun and know just how warm it is outside. We hope wherever you are that you are enjoying wonderful weather. Um, my name is Cliff Rohde, and I am the owner and chief executive GOAT of GOAT Cloud Communications, LLC. We are an internet marketing firm, and we help your business or nonprofit, or if you're an individual, to thrive online. So check us out online at GOATCloud.com and see if there's something that we can do for you. If you happen to be watching this live, um, a couple of things. One is welcome. Another thing is that we have a question and answer uh, section available. So if you have a question that you would like to ask, by all means, feel free to ask it. You're going to have to type it in. Um, if you are watching this on a taped capacity, this is going to be up on YouTube, of course, and available via podcasting. Um, you cannot ask a question live, but you absolutely can put up a question, um, send us an email, what have you, and we will respond to it and try to get your question answered. We always like to uh, say that if you are watching this live, it'd be great if you could um, give out a little shout-out, hashtag SEO goat. Um, I don't think anyone else is using that hashtag, and it's a great way for us to know that you are watching or listening. Thank you for that in advance. Um, if you would like to follow us online, you can do so at a lot of different social media outlets. We're on Facebook. We are on Google+. We are on Twitter. We are on LinkedIn, um, Pinterest, you name it. Follow us online at GoatCloud. If you go to any of those places and just search for GoatCloud, plus GoatCloud, hashtag GoatCloud, what have you, you will find us. We'd love to uh, get social with you online. Finally, one last pitch that we like to do is, uh, as a means of introduction is to say that we believe quite a bit in corporate responsibility. We give a small percentage of our profits to organizations that in turn give goats to communities in need uh, worldwide. You can do that, of course, but there are many other ways that you can give something back. We always encourage someone to do it. It just feels darn good. So at our last uh, Goat Cloud Hangout, we were talking about SEO tools. Um, SEO tools are those, uh, they were free SEO tools that you can find online. SEO, of course, is shorthand for search engine optimization. There are all sorts of valuable tools out there that you can use um, to find out more about whether your online presence is performing the way it's supposed to. You can always engage professionals to do it. Give GoCloud a call if you'd like to. But there's plenty of stuff you can do on your own as well. Um, maybe you uh, bring on a professional to help you interpret uh, the information that you find by using one of these tools. Last time, and I'm just kind of looking at my notes here, we talked about um, Marketing Grader put out by the good people of HubSpot. Um, that's a great little tool. Uh, we also talked about Moz Local, which is a way, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit as well. That's a way to get uh, a bit of a handle on your presence on local business directories. Um, and then also we talked about a... Um, 
an extension for the Chrome browser, and I think there's probably an extension for the Firefox browser as well, uh, called SEO Quake, which is a handy little tool just to give you a quick snapshot <clears throat> about uh, the SEO um, really prognosis or diagnosis for any particular web page that you might visit. You know, with any of these tools, there are always issues that they're never 100% right. Um, that's why, in fact, I like to use um, um, multiple tools because sometimes you get information from each of them about a similar topic, and it helps you to better understand what's going on. Um, but nevertheless, even though there, there are mistakes, everybody makes mistakes, right? They still are incredibly useful tools, and again, every single one that we mentioned was free. So without further ado, we're going to talk today not so much about SEO tools, although a couple of them are going to come up, um, but we wanted to give you today kind of five, count them five, essential tips to help get your online presence, your website, your social media accounts, etc., to where they ought to be. So not only that people find you online, which is critical, um, but also that they want to engage with you online once they do find you. What do we mean by engage? Well, maybe they want to follow you on uh, your, your social media presence, Facebook, what have you. But, you know, that's kind of passive. It would be better even if they give you a call, send you an email, sign up for your email list, uh, get a free white paper that you're putting out. Whatever it is that you're, you've decided that you would like to use as a means of generating um, clients or customers, or maybe it's just attention to a, a cause that uh, you care about. We're going to be talking about um, again. You're going to we're going to leave this um, hangout with five essential tips that are really going to help you um, to be online. So, and actually, believe it or not, I'm going to give you a bonus sixth tip, which some people like, other people don't. Um, it's a personal choice. So let's get on with number one. Now, most people when they hear this. Are going to say, duh. What I'm going to say is, you got to have a website. There's still people out there, I think, I'm not sure where they are, um, I'm not sure where they've been over the last few years, but who don't think that they necessarily need a website to run a business. Now, I, I ha am having a hard time thinking of a business where it doesn't make sense to have a website. Why is that? It's not necessarily that you want to sell stuff online. Maybe you do, and if you do, obviously you're going to have a website. But even if you're not making the sale online, people look online today to find out information about businesses. So let's say you meet someone at a cocktail party and you're talking about your business, and you know they're mildly interested, whatever. And then it turns out they actually are interested, and they're thinking, oh, what is that person I spoke to because they offered the service or the product that... I really kind of need right now. Oh yeah, it was Tom Smith. So they go look you up on the website, Tom, and they find nothing. If you don't have a website, um, they're not going to find anything, of course, and that can be problematic. Um, or maybe they find an old, outdated website, you know, that looks terrible. Is uh, you got a copyright from 2007 or something? They're going to wonder if you're actually still in business. So people. Um, while word of mouth is still critically important, um, people increasingly, and I mean a lot of people, turn online to find out information about businesses. And not only 
or people increasingly do it, like a majority of people are doing it. So you, you absolutely have to have a website. So that's sort of, I think, for most people, the duh factor. But you know, what does it mean, really, to have a website or have a decent website um, that will uh, provide the kind of online presence that, that you want to have? Well, here's number one. It's got to look reasonably good, and it's got to be pretty easy to navigate. Um, people have a very limited amount of time. Um, they spend very limited amounts of time looking at any particular item on a website or, or finding a website, and they also have short attention spans. And so you want to make sure that at the outset that a person is able to see the information and that it is displayed in an attractive way, because if it's not attractive, then people are going to scratch their heads and say, you know, I'm not really having a very great experience here. I'm going to go on and look somewhere else. And likewise, um, you absolutely need to have a, um, an easy-to-navigate website. It cannot be a challenge to find your contact information. It cannot be a challenge to find the services you provide or the goods that you provide. Boy, wouldn't it be great to easily find customer testimonials if somebody is doing a little bit more research on you or what have you. Whatever it is that you're providing on your website, you need to be providing it a way that people can easily find it. And so it may be, too, um, that you have information on your web website that um, people don't know that they ought to be looking about at, but you can be encouraging them to look at that information. And so you would want to make sure that you offer navigational menus, um, additional links within the website to other parts of the content on your website, because all that information is going to make the... Uh, or that navigational information is going to make the content, the other information on your website, um, easily available to people. And you have to have that because otherwise, again, people have short attention spans. Um, if they don't find what they want, they're just going to get angry and they're going to leave. Third, uh, with respect to your website, it needs to render quickly. It needs to be fast. Um, if your website is a very slow website, um, people are going to get bogged down in it and they're not going to stay for very long. It, maybe you think you have beautiful pictures that ought to render, you know, you take it right from digital camera, put it right on website, well guess what? That image is probably way too big for a website and it's going to take forever to download and it's going to slow your site down. So the visitor is going to get upset about that because they don't want to spend all that time waiting for a picture to download. They don't need to see the most amazing quality of that picture. They just want to see it. Um, likewise, if other parts of your site are just slowing it down, um, sometimes uh, the content management system you use slows things down. Sometimes the hosting that you have can slow things down. Um, if you have a lot of images on a page that you're trying to load, that'll slow it down. So you want to make sure that that site renders quickly. Now, you know, another item that affects speed is the um, internet connection of the visitor himself or herself. And so if they have a slow internet connection, and, you know, decreasingly people have very slow internet connections. Increasingly they have access to broadband that you get from, like, a cable modem provider or a Verizon Fios, fiber optic network, something like that. But, you know, people do still also uh, browse quite a bit on their phones, um, phone data service tends to be a little bit slower, and so make sure that your website renders quickly. So we talked about it. it's got to look good, 
it's got to be easy to navigate and it's got to be fast. And finally, the other point that I want to make is that um, the site, <clears throat> and we sort of touched on this a little bit, is that the site needs to render well on um, devices that have screens of all different sizes. It needs to be mobile ready. So whether a person is browsing your website on a smartphone, whether they're browsing it on a tablet, even if their keisters are on the couch and they're browsing while they're watching TV, that's still considered mobile. But in any event, um, those screens are all different sizes and your website needs to respond or be responsive um, two screens of varying sizes and look good on all those different screens. Now, it doesn't mean, and in fact, usually it really does not mean that your site needs to look the same on every single screen. And think about it, it shouldn't. If you have a, a desktop version of your website that has all sorts of pretty stuff on it, well, if you're going to shrink that down to the size of a smartphone screen like that, Right. Think about how small that is. Hold up your smartphone to your desktop monitor and you can see the difference there. You're never going to be able to see on the smartphone the, uh, the, the, with the granularity that you can on a, on a bigger screen. So make sure that the site is responsive and it can look different. Maybe it looks similar but still different. Um, you're still going to have the same elements on your website. Um, you know the same pages probably, a lot of the same content, even pictures, but it's got to render appropriately um, on a smaller screen. And again, I, I remind you that just because people are using a smartphone or tablet doesn't mean they're mobile. Sometimes people talk about mobile, but it doesn't mean that the person is mobile. It just means it's a mobile-ready device. And I got to tell you, with all the sites that I manage for my clients, my own websites, um, I can just see that really depending on the uh, the kind of site it is, you know, you may get anywhere from 30% to 60% of traffic and on up for um, a website. Or even for particular pages, you may get even more on mobile than you do for other pages. If you think about retail establishments like a restaurant, for instance, um, you know, people are out thinking, oh, gosh, it's lunchtime. I'm kind of hungry. I wonder what restaurants are in this neighborhood. Let's see. Well, guess what? If your site, uh, you have a restaurant and your site renders well on a mobile device, um, that customer is going to think fondly of you and be more apt to, to come see you. But it doesn't apply just to those sort of retail outlets. Now, the tip. I promised five tips today. So I said you got to have a website. That's not a tip, really. That's kind of a given. The tip is that I would recommend you think strongly about WordPress as a content management system. Now, disclaimer, I design almost exclusively WordPress websites, um, but the reason I do that is because WordPress is such a great content management system. It is free, um, it is robust, it is scalable, um, and it allows for all these attributes that I was talking about before. Looks good, easy to navigate, um, it's got uh, it, it's a fast, mobile-friendly. Um, you know, one thing that I didn't talk about, it's got to have good bones. The structure of your website, WordPress websites uh, can be structured very well. There are certainly other content management systems out there. Do your due diligence. Look at them, too, but think strongly about WordPress. That's tip number one. Tip number two, local businesses must be in local business directories. So, there's a lot of stuff that goes on on your website um, and, and uh, to make sure that uh, people find you online. But there's a lot of stuff that goes on off a website as well that people that you need to think about to make sure that people find you online. So local business directories are pretty critical. 
Important ones are Google Plus, uh, Yelp, Facebook, Foursquare. Um, there are a variety of others out there, and you can hear by those names I'm using that some of them are also kind of double as social media outlets as well. So there's really a blend in a lot of ways between these kind of local business directories and, and social attributes. Um, but you need to make sure that you have a presence on these business directories. And I will say this. Um, you want to make sure that your NAP, uh, everyone needs a good NAP. Your NAP is your name, address, and phone number. You need to ensure that your name, address, and phone number are consistent across these local business directories. Um, so whether it's a kind of a horizontal business directory like a Google Plus or Google Places for Business that has all businesses, or whether it's a vertical uh, online business directory maybe specific to your um, type of business like the the retail kind of uh, shop like uh, TripAdvisor is one or restaurants.com is another that's a vertical um, where they just do restaurants let's say but in any event whatever the local business directory you want to make sure that across all the business directories um, that you have consistent name address and phone number the reason being that um, search engines um, will understand a little bit better that you are the same business and uh, tend to give you a little bit of love. But also, you know, think about it. As a business, you want to have a consistent brand out there, so you've got to have the same information out there. You might want to start uh, making sure that your Google Plus or Google Places for Business listing is correct because of the tight integration between uh, the various Google assets. So, you know, you want to, we were talking about um, kind of mobile search before. Well, um, people tend to search on Google. Those businesses that show up on Google Plus, Google Places for Business, um, they're virtually one and the same, not exactly, but they're close, um, will show up in Maps, Google Maps, where a lot of people search for uh, local retail establishments. So make sure that Google first uh, Google Plus, you've got a posting there. Facebook as well, because look, you can't argue with a billion users or however many it is that Facebook has these days. Um, a lot of places, or a lot of people, look to Facebook for information about local businesses too. Now, the tip that I'm going to provide you about ensuring that your local business information is good online across uh, various local business directories is use um, a place called Moz Local. It's just moz, M-O-Z, dot com slash local. Uh, moz Local, you can check out your business listing and see what needs to be improved. Um, they also have a paid service. We help people with that as well to make sure that your postings are indeed consistent. Name, address, phone number, and also through Moz Local, through the paid version, you're, you're allowed, able, to post more information about your business, taglines, what your business does, photographs, logos, etc. So go to Moz Local, see what the local business directories say about your business. So that's tip two. Tip number three um, is talking about Google. We talked a little bit about Google already. And, you know, love it or hate it, um, you have to deal with the Google because Google owns so much of the internet um, that you're just a fool not to pay attention to what it is they're doing. Up until somebody creates a better mousetrap, um, you really have to appease the Google gods. And one of the greatest ways to do that um, is to take advantage of all the free Google services that are out there that, again, are quite well integrated with each other. 
And so we all know about um, Google.com, right, which, which is the search engine. People don't say go search for this. They say go Google this, right? That's because, you know, in, in the United States, they have a market share of anywhere from like 70 to 80%, something like that. In other countries, it's even much higher than that. And so, you know, depending on, on well, it doesn't depend what your business is. Google is the place that uh, you need to be found online. Now, don't forget about Bing. That's okay, but there just aren't the, the, the people using Bing like there are using Google. Um, so what do I mean by ma maximizing Google assets, or what are some of the Google assets um, that you should be maximizing? Well, one we talked about already, which was Google Plus or Google Places for Business. Make sure as a person, uh, uh, a human, you go make a Google account, go find your business on Google. Claim it. If, it, if you haven't claimed it yet, and populate that information with consistent name, address, and phone number that you have on your website and all the other local business directories. You're going to be plugged in immediately into the Google Maps system, which for local search is just absolutely critical. Another Google asset to think about is Google authorship. Um, that's also linked to your personal account. Um, and what happens there is that anytime you post content on the web, you want to associate that to, to you as a Google author. And it's a way that Google indicates that, you know, you are actually a, a good and trusted person online. Um, build up your uh, Google Plus account. We kind of talked about that a little bit. Your personal account, too. Link that with Google authorship. So what happens is that with Google authorship, as people do searches online, if, your, if search results show up, that is a page or pages that you actually developed, then um, there can be a little picture, profile picture of you that accompanies the search engine result. And the great thing about those pictures is that people are more likely to click where there's a picture. Now, obviously, you want it to be a nice picture. It should be a picture of you um, smiling, no doubt. Um, I'd recommend that anyway. But those types of kind of warm pictures that people see Make yourself look trustworthy for the type of uh, business that you're, you're offering. You're going to find that you're going to get more clicks that way. Those pictures work. Another Google asset is Google Alerts. Set up an alert so that you are tracking what is said by others about you or about your business online. You can set it up so that you get uh, reports every week, every day, whatever you like about whatever type of website content or online content is out there. But you want to know what people are saying about you, and Google Alerts is a great, great way to do it. If whatever you do is related to kind of what's trendy, you know, things that are going on in the news, and in fact, for many businesses, it's good to sort of follow the news and you know, say you're a divorce lawyer and there's some brand new celebrity divorce, well, if you can comment on that, um, then you may get more results, uh, you know, commented in the blog section of your website. You may get more visitors to your website as a consequence of that because you're kind of tagging along um, on that news. You're sort of writing that news along the way. So a great way to do that is to look at Google Trends, um, and you can find out what searches are trending online and maybe, maybe piggyback on some of that information. So that tip is actually kind of part of the, the, the tip was the thing uh, itself, which is to maximize your use of the free Google assets that are out there. Um, tip number four is to get social. This might be another one. Um, actually, that's the category. I'm going to give you the tip in a second, how to maximize going social. Um, this one also may be a duh, although maybe not. 
A lot of business people that I know that I help out would rather spend time on their business than getting social on Facebook. But the fact is, um, being social is seen as a way that you're responding to your customers. Um, it's a way to let search engines know also that you are out there in an active business. And so you kind of got to get social. Um, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, those are all critical ones, kind of the big ones. There are others that are out there, right? If you're into photography or there's a lot of images involved with the business uh, that you do, you might want to think about Pinterest or Instagram, for instance, and there are certainly other social uh, outlets out there. Um, but one thing that you, know, you really want to be thinking about is where are your potential customers? Where is your target audience when it comes to social media? Are they hanging out on Facebook? You know what, if they're teenagers, if that's your target audience, chances are they're not on Facebook. Maybe you don't need to think about Facebook all that much. Um, but figure out where your target, your target audience likes to hang out online and you want to have a presence there. And remember, it's, you're always going to be linking back to your website. Some people are overwhelmed um, by all this, right? I gotta update my website, I gotta have a social media presence, etc. I gotta have all this different stuff. So here's the tip when it comes to social media. To a certain extent, you can automate the process of posting to various social media accounts. Um, a couple of great services out there, also free um, to use, uh, at least in part, are Hootsuite, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E, or Buffer. Um, they essentially, I think it's maybe bufferapp.com, they perform essentially similar tasks. What you do is you take um, some content, ideally something from your blog, let's say, and you grab the link to it, and then you uh, post it into one of these apps, and you can immediately broadcast it out to all the different places where you have a social media outlet. Now, cautionary tale there. Different social media outlets have a different way that they uh, that the users kind of anticipate people are going to be speaking, and so and there also might be limitations involved. Like for instance, Twitter only allows 140 characters, whereas something like uh, Google Plus or Facebook, you can post you know hundreds, if not you know more than a thousand characters of text there. And also, remember that the, the, the way that the message is broadcast um, might be a little bit different, too. Some are maybe a more of a technology-focused community, doesn't care as much about the touchy-feely stuff, and vice versa. Maybe you, you know, on Facebook, where it's kind of more of conversational, you're going to ruffle people's feathers or they're just not going to pay attention if you get too technical. So anyway, use those, um, uh, those apps, like a Hootsuite or a Buffer, um, to facilitate the easy distribution of your content. But again, be careful with it because not every uh, audience is the same. So that's the tip for getting social. Tip number five. Uh, this is a critical one. Um, as creative as we like to be at GoCloud, we also um, believe in data, and you should too. You need to monitor and track information about what is working and what's not working with respect to your online presence. And so, because let's say, you know, you might put up what you think is the most beautiful website or maybe even a page within your website you think, oh, this is the killer page that is going to convert someone from a visitor to a client, to a paying customer, what have you, and nobody goes to that page. Well, unless you collect data about that, 
and about your website and about your online presence, you're never going to know why no one is visiting that page. But maybe by collecting the data, you're going to be able to figure it out. Likewise, maybe you have a page that you didn't think about all that much, but turns out it's like a fantastic page when it comes to visitors. People love it. Well, why is that? Maybe we can figure it out and also take advantage of all those visitors on that page by maybe linking to other relevant content that is more of the, the pitch, the call to action, the, you know, the, the sales effort to get them to turn into a really uh, viable contact for you. So you got to uh, get data about what's going on. And the good news is there are really great tools available for that. And here's where the tip is. Now this, again, goes to Google. For better or for worse, Google has two amazing um, services that are free. Google Analytics, uh, which is uh, a piece of code that you're going to put on your website and you're going to be able to track, you would be amazed, everything that goes into your website. And then also Google Webmaster Tools. Um, the two of them, you can link those two accounts together as well to get even better information. But Webmaster Tools will provide information about the health of your website and also offer tips about improving uh, the site for search engine optimization purposes. And boy, what's wrong with uh, free information from the Google? Because again, they're helping you to give information that ultimately is going to be useful for uh, Google as well and, and, and useful for your viewers. So by all means, check that out. So that was five tips. So to renew, we talked about you got to re uh, you need to um, check out your data. You always got to monitor traffic um, and find out what's working, find out what's not working, change what isn't working. Um, get social, and you can use apps to uh, facilitate and automate that process, like Hootsuite or Buffer. Maximize the use of Google Assets. Uh, we talked about those. Make sure um, that you get in local online business directories. Um, and uh, you can use Moz Local as a starting point to check that out. And also remember those, those tips about your website. I suggest using WordPress, but there are other content management systems out there. Now, I got about one minute left, I, one minute left and I promised that I was going to give one more tip. Um, and so this is number six, the bonus tip, which is think about online advertising, um, pay-per-click advertising. Because if you've done all this stuff, points one through five, you're going to get traffic to your website. That takes time to build traffic organically. Um, a shorthand way to do that is to use uh, online advertising, such as Google AdWords. Set an advertising budget. It's amazing how targeted you can get with that. Um, and, uh, you know, it's one of the services that we provide, of course. But what happens with online advertising is that you can immediately get traffic to your website. Um, you can basically shortcut uh, all that organic stuff, and people will be delivered to your website the second that you turn on your online advertising campaign. All right, maybe not the second, but certainly within a minute or a couple of, a couple of hours anyway. So it's a quick way to do it. Now, the tip that I'm going to say is think about Bing ads. Now, I said before that there aren't as many visitors on Bing as there are on Google, and that's certainly true. But as a consequence, Bing ads tend to cost a little bit less, um, and it's also it's not to say that there's not a fairly sizable component of uh, traffic coming from Bing. So it's something to think about, either in tandem with Google AdWords or perhaps even just doing it uh, with Bing alone. See what works best for you. Now, thank you so much for listening. Those are all the tips. Just wanted to say that uh, if you enjoyed this, by all means, follow us online, Facebook, Google+. Google+, Plus is kind of the place we spend the most time. Um, Follow us, join us. If you liked it, hey, 
give us a review. Tell us on Google, tell the world on Google Plus that you got something out of this. Um, if you're watching live, again, you can uh, hashtag us SEOGOAT. Um, that would be much appreciated. Uh, you can sign up for our email newsletter. We give other tips out on a monthly basis. We'd love to have you there. You can sign up on our uh, website, goatcloud.com. Um, until the next time, thanks so much. We hope your next two weeks are great. Again, this is Cliff Rohde of Go Cloud Communications, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.